Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Sota Daf Lamed Gimel. We are holding on Daf Lamed Beis Lamed Beis. We're going to start about 12 lines from the end of the page at Tanura Banan Kriya Shema Kiksava. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children and Lila Nishmas, his mother, Golda Basimcha La Shalom. It's also sponsored by Vishay Nelly Shavanuman in honor of all of the members of our shul. And it's also sponsored by Daniel Goldstein in memory of his father, Ivan Goldstein, Yitzchak Leib, Ben Mordechai Alevi, on his eighth yard site, which is today, the Neshama Shreven Aliyah. He was uh, quite the Jewish hero, and we thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So uh, what we are going to discuss today is, first we're going to bring the Machlokas Tanayim, where the Kriyashma can be said in any language, or needs to be said Davka, Bilashon HaKodesh. And we're going to discuss how each Tana uh, utilizes the Pasuk that's brought by the other Tana to prove their point. And then the Gemara is going to discuss under which circumstances where a tefillah can be said bechal lashon. When are you allowed to daven bechal lashon, and whether uh, lashon arami is different than any other uh, lashonos? What are, what are the attitudes of the malachim toward lashon arami? The Gemara is then just going to finish up all of the uh, different items that we listed of things that could be said in any language, and it's going to bring the sources for them for birchas hamazon and shvos haedus and shvos epikadon. How do I know that those items can be said? Then the Gemara is going to get into the things that the Mishnah said have to be sta- have to be recited Kodesh, and it's going to bring the sources for those things that have to be said specifically Bilashona Kodesh. The Gemara is going to have Machlokas uh, on Amid Beis about the location of Har Grizim and Har Eval because the Mishnah took a stand on that. The Mishnah described carefully about the Brachas and Klalas Har Grizim Har Eval and part of that was the description of the location of Har Grizim Har Eval. So we're going to have Machlokas Tanayim and each time is going to try to fit into the Pesukim their, their opinion because they're quite distant from each other. Then the Gemara is going to go through the details uh, at the end of the daf and going into tomorrow's daf of how we crossed the Yardane, how we were led by the Aron, even though normally the Aron didn't travel in front of the camp, and how the Kohanim were carrying the Aron, even though typically Kohanim were not the ones that were carrying the Aron. This was one of only three occasions where Kohanim were carrying the Aron, and then in tomorrow's daf it's going to go through how the Yardane split and how the water went up and all of those uh, details. So let's begin. Tan about 12 lines from the end of the page, on daf on base on base. So Tan Kriyashma Kiksava. One is supposed to recite Kriyashma the very way it was written at Harsinai, meaning Balashar Kodesh, and not in any other language. Jive Rabbi. say, no, whatever language you understand, that's the language you recite Kriyashma. My time with Rabbi. Why does Rabbi think that one cannot be Yotze Kriyashma? Because Amakra, the Pasuk says in the parish of Shema, Vahayu, it says, Vahayu Advar Melashar Nachim Savchayom Alvavacha. So Idarshan Vahayu means, Bahavyasa. You, that you're supposed to say Kriyashma the very way that it was given in Matan Torah, which is in Lashon HaKodesh. For Rabbanon and the Rabbanon who say that it could be said in any language, where, where do they derive that from? Amar Shema. It says Shema Yisrael. So we figure that the word Shema means in whatever language you are Shema, whatever language you understand. Sometimes Shemia means uh, to uh, audibly hear something, and sometimes Shemia means to derher, to really uh, to internalize, to be 
able to understand something. So means whatever language a person is able to understand. Okay, so what does each Tana do with the other one's Pasuk? What did the Rabbana do with the word if they're going to argue that it's means that you have to read it in the proper order, that you're not allowed to read it backwards or out of order in a different order <coughs> than it was given at Arsini, but you can do it in whatever language you want. And Rebbe, who uses Vayu to teach me about the language with which Shema needs to be recited, how does Rebbe know that you that the order that Shema needs to be recited in? So Nafkalei Midvarim Hadvarim. He derives the extra hay in the word Hadvarim. Because the puzzle could have just said Vahayu Dvarim. Why does it say Hadvarim? To tell me that you need to read it Kisidran. You're not allowed to read it Limafreya. Verabanan, the Rabbanan who don't uh, make that draw. Dvarim, because they already know they now let it read it from Vahayu. Dvarim hadvarim lo mashvalu. They don't think that there is any any makom to darshan from the extra hay, and therefore they stick with the drasha from Vahayu. I, Rebbe Nami Yaksiv Shema. What does Rebbe do with the drasha of the Chachavim that Shema means Bekaloshon Shato Shemea? If Rebbe insists that it's got to only be Beloshon Hakodesh, he uses the word Shema to teach me that one needs to audibly recite Shema. That he has to say Shema loud enough that he's able to hear himself say it. Verabanan and the Rabbanan who do not use that, uh, that the, the word Shema to teach me that it needs to be audible. They hold that you yotze without being no. So uh, that's why they don't make such a drasha from Shema. So says the Gemara, wait a second, based on Rebbe and the Chachamim each needing a Pasuk to back up their opinion about saying Shema, maybe this should be an indication to us that more broadly and more generally Rebbe holds that that the entirety of Torah is because all the uh, that uh, the entirety of Torah, the way Rashi understands it, means all the Krios that we read in the Beis Haknesses from the Sefer Torah that it could be Bechalashon that it doesn't have to dafka be Belashon Hakodesh. Because if you can say that Krios Torah in general is Belashon Hakodesh, why do I need a pasuk you to tell me that Kriyashma has to be Belashon Hakodesh if every Kriya of everything needs to be Belashon Hakodesh? So it must be that the default position is that things can be done Bechalashon. And I need Vahayu to tell me that Kriyashma is the exception, that Kriyashma needs to be Bilashon Kodesh. Like I said, Rashi understands that Kalatur Bukalashon Amra is about about reading in Pebe Saknasis Bukalashon. Tosas and Megillah and Dafyud Zainam Beis ask the Kasha that Kriyashatur is only Midrabanan. So it's hard to imagine that we're talking about, uh, meaning we're we're figuring out how to Darshan Psukim, that it's going to be based on a Din Midrabanan. So Tosas says, no, it means the those Krios that are Daraisa, like Chalitza and Vidwe Meiser, right? All the things that we were speaking about in our Mishnah, that sometimes there are sections of the Torah uh, that, that it's a kiyum of another mitzvah to read those sections of the Torah. That's what it means, Kala Torah Bekala not Kala Torah. It means wherever you have something in the Torah that's supposed to be uh, recited. So says the Gemara, anyway, the, the Gemara's point is that Rebbe must be assuming that the default is that, uh, that Kala Torah is Bekala Shon, and that, that's why you needed a drasha, that Kriyashma is an exception. So says the no, Itzrich, maybe Kriyashma is not an exception, and uh, the whole Torah could only be Bekala Shon and I still need a special 
drasha for Kriya Shema? Because Mishum Dechsev Shema. Because there's a counter indicator when it comes to Kriya Shema. Meaning normally, Enochinami, of course everything is Bulashon HaKodesh. But since by Kriya Shema it says Shema, and one might make the mistake of thinking Shema means Bekal Hashon Shatzer Shemeya, I need Vahayu to counter that and to tell me that no, Kriya Shema is just like the rest of Kala Tarukula, that it needs to be Bilashon HaKodesh. So it says where Leima Kasavi Rabbanon Kala Tarukula Bilashon Kodesh Nemra. Maybe the Rabbanon all the Kala Tarukula is in Lashon HaKodesh um, because because you're going to tell me that the entirety of Torah, that everywhere else in the Torah could also be said in other languages. Shema Dekaz Rachman Alamali. Why do I need a special drasha from Shema to tell me Bekal Lashon Shat Shemeya? That should be the default. Elamai. It must be that in the, the default position in the rest of Kala Tarukula is that it's got to be Lashon HaKodesh and that Shema is the exception. So it says, no, it's Trich. Shema is not the exception. The whole Torah could be Bekal Lashon. Why does it have why do I need a special drasha by Shema to tell me because there's a counter indicator because there's the word Vahayu and Vahayu implies that it needs to be in exactly the way it was given at our Sinai in Lashon HaKodesh so in order to counter that uh, that, that uh, potential way of reading Vahayu the Torah had to say Shema to teach me that just like the rest of Torah, it's Bikalashon Sha'ata Sha'ata Shomea. The uh, the Tosas in the beginning of the parak points out that you can't say that the Torah needed to write Shema to tell me that someone who's Korea Shema Bishalashonos has to understand what he's saying. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the the meaning Tosas points out that you do need to understand what he's saying, even if you hold that it has to be Bikalashon, yeah, you at least need to understand that Lashon. That's why Tosas had a girsa Bilashonam, right? That it has to be said in the language that you speak. So Maram Bennett points out that you can't say, and that's what I'm learning from Shema. Right? It can't be that the Rabban are going to argue that Shema means, that Vayu means, it's got to be, that, that Shema means that it has to be uh, uh, in, in whatever language uh, I, I understand. That uh, Meaning when the, when the Gemara asks, um, you know, uh, if the whole Torah is Bilashon Kodesh, um, the, the whole Torah is 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 bechal uh, Why do I need a special drasha of Shema bechal lashon shatoshemeya? According to the Rabbanon, so Maran Bennett says, well, maybe the answer is that the whole Torah is bechal lashon, but I need a special drasha to tell me that you need to actually understand the language that you're speaking. So he says, no, it's too obvious. That's not something you would need a drasha for. Clearly, whenever you're reciting something, the point of a recitation is to understand that which you are reciting, and and therefore it's obvious that you cannot say it in a language that uh, that you do not understand. Okay, so now we move on. The Mishnah said tefillah, that tefillah could be said in any which language. So says the Gemara, how do I know that that's true? What's the reason that tefillah could be said in any language? Rachmihi, because tefillah is primarily about asking for God's mercy. So in any way that you're able to uh, reach out to the Ribbon Shlolem and ask for his mercy, so it's a Dover Pasha that you're able to do that. Whatever's going to be Ma'orer your Kavana, you don't need a Raya from a Pasuk that that's okay. And the Iun he points out that, that it's beyond that. The Gemara Tainus tells us that tefillah is avodah rachmana libabai, and a person who doesn't understand lashon hakodesh and davins, he's not going to have kavana saleiv. The whole purpose of tefillah is kavana saleiv. Tefillah without kavana is a guf There is no, uh, there's nothing there. There's no, there's, a, there's no life to such a tefillah. The whole point of the tefillah is kavana saleiv. So 
So it's, it stands to reason very logically that if a person is, uh, doesn't understand Lashon HaKodesh, of course he's going to dive in a language that he understands. Utfil B'Kal Lashon says, well, but is that really true, that you can dive in whatever language? V'ha'amar of Yehuda, lo'olam al yishal adam tzrachav l'shon aramis, person's not supposed to dive in in Lashon Aramis, because Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Kalashol, Tzrach of Lashon Arami, Ein Malachi Asharis Niskakinlo, that if a person davin in Lashon Arami, the Malachi Asharis are not going to help him out and bring his tefillah, Takarosh Baruch Hu, Fishain Malachi Asharis, Makirin, Belashon Arami, because the Malachi Asharis do not understand Lashon Arami. So how could our Mishnah say that you could davin Bekal Lashon? So says the Gemara, Lokasha, Habiyachid, Habitzibur. The Gemara does not distinguish between Lashon Arami and other languages, it just says that when a Yudha says that a person should not speak Lashon Arami, that's if a person is davening B'yechidus, where you need the help of the Malachim. So don't daven in Lashon Arami, where, you're gonna, where the Malachim are not going to be willing to help you out in Lashon Arami, where they don't understand Lashon Arami, daven in, uh, in Hebrew Davka. But Habetzibur, when the Mishnah says that Tefillah could be said B'chal Lashon, it's Omer Tzibur that's Mispalel, that you could daven B'chal Lashon, where they don't need the, uh, the aid of the, uh, of, of, the, of the Malachim. So uh, the the idea that so we said that means they're that's how Rashi seems to understand that's what Toshans writes as well however Tosha Rush writes in the name of that they understand every language they even understand right? that's what Tosha says in Masach Shabbos. how can you say don't speak they even know what's going on inside a person's heart so uh, language is just an expression of that which is going on in your mind and your heart. So obviously, if, uh, if, they, if, they, if they could read inside of you, they obviously can, uh, can understand the words that are coming out as a result of that. It's a big question in the Achronim. Where did uh, the Baleatosis get that from? Who said that Malachi Asharis are able to read our minds? Meaning is, 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 there's no Maimur no, Chazal uh, that tells us that the Malachi Asharis are able to read our minds. So the Achronim work on that. They try to figure out if there's a basis for that assumption of Tosos, if that assumption of Tosos is correct, where Tosos got that from. But anyway, that's what the, uh, the Tosa Rush points out over here as well, in the name of Rabbeinu Tam, that of course they understand Lashon Arami, and that's what the Rush writes as well. Lashon Arami is just Meguna to, in their eyes. They don't like Lashon Arami. It's considered to be a, uh, a, a second-rate uh, language. And then Madani Yom Tov explains, because it's so karov to Lashon HaKodesh, that it's like a corruption of Lashon HaKodesh, meaning if a person... Uh, you know, speaks the language. To learn a new language is very exciting. It's different. It's something new. But a corruption of their own language, you know, some sort of slang that corrupts their own language, they find it distasteful. They want to speak the language in the uh, most pristine form. So the Malachi Asharis do not appreciate uh, Lashon Arami. Now, according to the Rush, that, uh, that, that the, the Gemara Dafka says, Lashon Aramis, that's what's Maguna Be'ene Amalachim. But other languages, you're, you should be allowed to dive and even be Yechidos, right? I mean, this distinction the Gemara is making that Lashon Arami when you don't need the Malachim you can dive in B'tzibur uh, don't do Lashon Arami because the Malachim aren't going to be interested in helping you but if you say like the Rush that the Malachim 
only don't like Lashon Rami, but other languages they don't have a problem with, you should be allowed to daven B'yechidus in other languages. If you hold that there's no chilek between Lashon Rami and other Lashonos, the reason the Gemara Davka chooses Lashon Rami is to be mechadesh, that even Lashon Rami, which was, uh, the Gemara says in Masechus Megillah, was nitna misinai, that even that doesn't work. That's how the Marshall says. So there are two tracks of how to read our Gemara, that either Lashon Rami is singled out because it's the only unique one that cannot be used for certain Tfilos, or Lashnarami is even Lashnarami, you're not allowed to daven uh, But for sure, other Lashonos, you wouldn't be allowed to daven uh, The Gemara says in Masechus Brachos that Akhrush Baruch Hu is not Moes, but Tfilos and Shal Rabin. That when uh, uh, Akhrush Baruch Hu uh, will, will not reject the Tfilos of the, of the uh, Rabin. So it sounds like the Tfilos of the Rabin, even if it doesn't meet the normal protocol. So it could be in other languages, Akhrush Baruch Hu will still accept such a uh, Tfilos. The Bate Kuhuna writes that the Malachim are Machnis Artfilos Mehachariah Pargot and they serve as a Melitz for those Tfilos. So Tzibur doesn't need Melitzim because Akhrush Baruch is not Moes Bitfilos Arabim and that's why we don't have to worry about the uh, the Malachim when it comes to that. So in the Orchos Chaim Kriyash Yutas, he says Rabbi Yochanan does not mean to say that when a person davens he should have in mind to be Shoal Tzrachav from a Malach that, uh, that uh, to bring his to bring his tefila, his his kavana should be to be mechavin b'tefila, a, a direct kavana to to, uh, to to remove anything from his heart that's going to separate between him and Kodesh Baruch Hu. And because loshon arami is uh, loshon zar, and it's not something that people are fluent in as much, right? People trip over brichshme, right? It's not something that people are as fluent in when it comes to loshon arami. Uh, people tend to get confused by it, and therefore it's not uh, the kavana. Is hard to come by in Lashon Arami. And uh, the good kochos of the nefesh is what we mean when we say Malachi Asharis. Wow. So the Orchus Chaim says, it's not Malachi Asharis, not like someone else outside of ourselves. Malachi Asharis means the very best part of ourselves. And in order to present the very best part of ourselves, we should do so in Hebrew rather than in Lashon Arami. Because Lashon Arami is confusing, it's difficult to say the words, and uh, therefore it should have to be in Hebrew. That's the Chiddush of the uh, now, what emerges from the sugi is pretty clear that if a person is davening b'tzibur, there's no problem with davening in other languages, with davening in any, even in lashon arami, or maybe uh, you know lashon arami just like any other language, whatever it is. But but uh, whether lashon arami is different than the other languages or not, it seems clear according to everybody that all other languages are okay when it's done b'tzibur. So how can we not do that? How can we not find any shul that just uh, uh, offers their prayers that davens shmonesra? Or Chazar Sashat, maybe maybe Chazar Sashat would be more interesting if uh, maybe people would uh, would pay more attention. Maybe you would have what the Shulchan Aruch requires of nine people paying attention to Chazar Sashat in every shul if it was in a language that everybody understands and it didn't require the mental effort to, uh, to 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 translate it. Why don't we have this at all? Right, La Halacha, it's uh, it's it's pretty clear. So in my first sefer, I wrote about this and uh, three different explanations in the Achronim as to why it is that uh, that. that that, uh, that we don't have in Bechalashon. First is what the Mishabura quotes in the name of the Chassam Sofer that we mentioned yesterday. The Chassam Sofer in Shuvas in Orachayim Sim Peidal and Sim Peivav brings many, many rayos that that which we are allowed to daven uh, Bechalashon Rami is only Bechalashon Rami, but 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 Bechalashon Rami
Absolutely not. And he says, especially uh, nowadays, when, uh, when with the reform and everything else, it's trying to change parts of our religion. It's a very, very terrible idea. Similarly, uh, although perhaps a little bit differently, the Sri Day Eish and Chelek Aleph, Simon Ches, was asked by someone who was dealing, I guess, with uh, people who did not speak Hebrew, and it would be much, it would be to their benefit to be able to have Tefillah B'chalashon. And it's clear in halacha that it's mutter. So Sri Deish writes, "V'ulam borali kashemesh shacharedim yisnagdu lo v'yotziu alav kol shuhumin amasaknim chas v'shalom." He says the charedim are going to drive you nuts. It's never going to. It's never going to work. They're going to say bad things about you. V'yimtu anoshim balikina, and there are going to be all sorts of kanoim shimtu makam liskader v'yotziu lazberinun. They're going to put kol kares about you. Shabesaknesh shalom espalim blashon anglit. They're going to say, "Oh, in your shul they daven in English." Why, why, why poke the bear, right? Why, why, why get involved in that? That's what the so you could read that like some sofa that you shouldn't be like a reformer, or don't be someone who's going to get everybody else all riled up, even though there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. Another reason is that uh, it's quoted in the Bir Alacha is that from the Sefer Hasidim is that it's true. You don't say the mitzvah of tefillah in other languages technically, but the, there is a certain so you're, you're doing the second-rate tefillah. So you want to be able to uh, to tap into the highest level of tefillah. And the highest level of tefillah is always going to be a, a, in Lashon Kodesh. And the third reason is uh, the Tshuva Me'ava has a very practical reason. He says, people travel. So you're, you're going to go, you'll, you'll, you'll be in Europe and you'll walk into a shul. You'll have no idea what's going on. They're davening in French. You don't speak a word of French. right? So uh, people travel from place to place. There's that one thing that unifies us that you know you can walk into a shul and you can open up a sitter and you could have it with everybody else so uh, so so from a practical perspective it makes a lot of sense that shuls should, should only daven so anyway ask the Gemara but is this true is this klal true that Malachi Asharis don't speak Lashon Arami ve'in Malachi Asharis makirim b'Lashon Arami v'atanya but I'll quote you a b'risa yochran kohen gadol shabba baskol mi beis kodesh ha'kadoshim shu omer yochran kohen gadol when he went in for the Avodos Yom Kippurim to the Kodesh Hakadoshim, he heard a baskol saying, "Nitzchut Talia da Ozlu laAgnacha leKarava laAntuchia." That uh, that the the uh, the Pirchei Kuhuna who went to fight against the Greeks in the city of Antuchia were successful. They had to fight on Yom Kippur, and he heard the baskol coming out on Yom Kippur that they were successful. V'shuv Ma'isel b'Shemunat Tzadik Shisham a baskol, Shemunat Tzadik or a baskol mi'Beis Kodesh Hakadoshim Shu Omer Betelas Avidito Da Omer Sno Ola Aitoa that the, uh, the the plan of the enemies that uh, that wanted to fight and uh, bring uh, soldiers to Yerushalayim to, uh, to 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 have a battle and to enter into the base of Migdash has been uh, has been this battle. And the uh, the Greek king was killed, and his gzeros where he wanted to put a tzelim of himself of his own demos in the heichal has been uh, has been foiled. And they wrote down the exact moment that they heard the baskol after Yom Kippur. Probably they waited till after Yom Kippur. I mean, they, they looked at the watch. And then after Yom Kippur, they wrote down the exact moment that they heard the baskol v'kivnu. And it turned out that at that very moment, the Chashmonaim uh, defeated the Yavanim and the Melech Yavan was killed. So the Bryson says b'lashon arami hayomer that both of those statements were b'lashon arami and baskol came out b'lashon arami. So apparently Malachim speak b'lashon arami. So Ibai say b'baskol shayni. One possibility is a baskol is different.
different to Lashmiya Avida, because the whole tafkir of a baskal is to let things be known. So uh, whatever language people speak, the baskal has to say it in the Or the other possibility is that the Gavriel Hava, that the Malach that uh, speaks in the form of baskal is Gavriel, the Marba Gavriel, the Limdo Lashon. That Gavriel uh, is the one that taught Yosef Atzadik seventy languages, but other Malachim do not speak in uh, in in Lashon Arabis. Prichadosh points out that the first terrace of the Gemara is that Malachim Taka don't speak Lashon Aramis, that a Baskal is not a Malach. The Baskal speaks in Lashon Aramis. That's what Tzvah writes in Mesech Shabbos, that these two Teirutzim in the Gemara are arguing whether Malach HaSharis understand Lashon Aramis. The two Shitos and Rishonim we said before, is it that they don't understand Lashon Aramis or they understand it, they just don't like it because it's a corruption of Lashon HaKodesh. That's these two answers in the Gemara, that the first answer holds that Malach HaSharis don't know Lashon Arami at all, and therefore, if there's Lashon Arami, it must not come from a Malach, it was just Baskal, and Baskal is different than a Malach, or Malach Hasharis do know Lashon Arami, and Gavriel had the job sometimes of teaching all the languages, including Lashon Arami. So while Malachim don't like Lashon Arami, uh, Gavriel, every once in a while, had to utilize Lashon Arami. So Birksa Mazon, or other Malachim maybe also knew Lashon Arami, certain uh, that there are some Malachim at least that do. So Birksa Mazon, then we said Birksa Mazon could be said in any language. How do we know that? So the Torah never says a special language they have to say it in. So whatever Lashon you want to be Mavarichin. Shvua Saidus, how do I know that could be said by Kalashon? Dhsiv, the Nefesh Kisekta, the Shama Kal Allah, and it goes on Vu Edo Rao Yoda and Lo Yagid Vinasavano, that the someone who's Mashpia, a person that you better say uh, that you have to take a Shvua, that you don't know Edus about me in Bazdin. And the guy took the Shvua and then he violated the Shvua, he didn't come to be made. And uh, we darshan from the fact that it says Vishbiua Bishwa Sa Allah that uh, that that it doesn't say Vishbiua Bishwa Sa Allah, it says Vishama. Right, it says Veshama uh, Kol Allah. So Bekal Lashon Shishomas. We learn from there that it's got to be Kol Lashon That could be Kol Lashon Shishomas. Any language that you happen to understand. Shvuas Habikadon. How do I know that could be in any language? Ask your Techta Techta Mishvuas Haedus. That it says by Shvuas Habikadon. Nefesh Kisechta Umala Malva Hashem Vikichish Bamisa Bikadon etc. And it says by Shvuas Haedus Vinefesh Kisechta Veshama Kol Allah. And we just proved that by Shvuas Haedus it could be Bekal Lashon Shat so Mele B'Shvosa B'Kadun could also be B'Kalash and Shat in whichever language. Good. Now we move on to the next category. Ve'elu Ne'marin B'Lashon HaKodesh. Now we move on to those items that need to be recited specifically in L'Shon HaKodesh. Mikro Bikurim V'Chalitza uh, and the Mishnah goes ad mikra, uh, the, 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 it goes on to v'chulei until it explains the makaros of these dinim mikra bikurim keitzad and it starts discussing in the Mishnah. How do I know that mikra bikurim is b'lashon hakodesh va'anisa va'martu fnei Hashem elkecha ula lanu omer vanu alvim va'amru el kalish Yisrael so ma'ania hamur la halon b'lashon hakodesh afkan b'lashon hakodesh. So the uh, the idea, uh, so the Gemara is going to explain uh, the the makar of that that which the Mishnah says. That these things need to be said, Bilashon HaKodesh, right? So we said, oh, we learned it from the Levim. So, frankly, Gemara, Levim Gufayu Minalan. How do I know that the Brooks and Klolos by the Levim had to be Bilashon HaKodesh? Ah, Asya Kol Kol, Mi Moshe. We learned that from Gzeir Shava of Kol Kol from the Aser Sadibros, the Moshe Rabbeinu Baras. Ksiv Hacha, it says by the Brooks and Klolos, Kol Ram, Uksiv Hasim, and it says by the Aser Sadibros, Moshe Yidaber, Velukimian, and Ubikol. So, Malalan, Bilashon 
Kodesh, just like the Kodesh Baruch Hu gave Moshe Rabbeinu the Aser Sedibros in the Shona Kodesh, so Afkan, so to the Brachs of Klalos, Bilashona Kodesh are also recited Bilashona Kodesh. So we have this Machlokas between Rabbeinu and the Rabbanon for the Makar that Chalitza has to be said Bilashona Kodesh. The Rabbanon derived from Xerah Shava from Brachos and Klalos. Rabbi Yehuda derives it from a Pasuk by Chalitza itself that it says Va'amra Kacha. So uh, the Gemara is going to explain what each Tana learns from the Pasuk that the other one brings. So Chalitza Ketzad, right? The Mishnah said, how do I know that Chalitza has to be said B'lashon HaKodesh? Machlokas Rabbi Yudan the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon have from the Gzair Shava, from the Brachs HaKlolos. Rabbi Yudan has it from Kacha. Uh, so it says Gemara of Rabbanon, Hai Kacha Mayavdilei. What did the Rabbanon do with the word Kacha that Rabbi Yudan uses to tell me that Chalitza needs to be B'lashon HaKodesh? Mibaylu Ludovashu Maisa Ma'akev. He used the word Kacha to tell me that all of the actions described in the uh, the Chalitza ritual is Ma'akev the Chalitza. That the Chalitza is no good if she does not remove the shoe of the Yavam. Chalitza is no good if she does not spit in front of the Yavam. All of the actions that the uh, that, that are described in the Chumash are Ma'akev when it comes to when it comes to Chalitza. That's how uh, that's how Rashi explains. Tulsus writes that it's Machlok Sam whether the Rikika is actually Ma'akev. That according to Rabbi Yezer, it is Ma'akev because it's a Maisa. And according to Rabbi Akiva, it's not Ma'akev because it's not a Maisa Beguf Hayavam. Right? People often uh, state it incorrectly. They say she spits on the Yavam. No, she does not. She spits near the Yavam. So, uh, so it's not something that's done on the goof of the Yavam. So that's why the Shita in Tanayim, Shita of Rabbi Kiva, that it's not Ma'akev because only things that are a Maisa on the goof Hayavam are in fact Ma'akev. This is not the first time we've mentioned the Rikika of Chalitza in this uh, in this Masechta, right? We discussed back on Daf Tezvav the different three different things on Daf Tezayin or so the three different things that uh, need to be seen, right? The Afar Sota needs to be visible, the Afar Parah needs to be visible, and the Rok Hayavama needs to be visible. So uh, so we're bringing it up uh, again over here the idea of the Rikika. But anyway, that's what he used, that's what the Rabbanon used the word Kacha to teach that those things are Ma'akev that certain elements of the Chalitza ritual are Ma'akev. Rabbi Yehuda Mikokacha. Rabbi Yehuda will say yes, we we do learn that from the word Kacha, but we also learn from the word Kacha that it's got to be Belashon Hakodesh, Belashon Hakodesh, because you can make two drushes because from the word Ko and then from the extra Chaf at the beginning of the word uh, of the word Ko. Tosas points out that in Masech Yevamas, Rabbi Yehuda's own Rabbeim, our Rabbi Lezer Rabbi Kiva, they hold that Kriya Seyevama is not Ma'akev the Chalitza, that the Kriya is not going to be Ma'akev. And Rabbi Yehuda apparently disagrees and yells that it is Ma'akev, so that's a little bit uh, unusual. Um, and not only that, but obviously he holds Ma'akev because he holds that if it's not Belashon HaKodesh, it's Ma'akev. So obviously it needs to be, in his own Rabbeim, Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Lezer hold that it's not Ma'akev at all, that the whole Kriya is not Ma'akev. So uh, Rabbi Yehuda apparently is either disagreeing agreeing with his Rebbeim, or he has a different to Misora of what his Rebbeim actually held. Anyway, Rabbanon, Kokacha, Lomashmulu. And the Rabbanon don't think that there's any drasha to be made from Kokacha. They don't think that you can make such a drasha. Now, Rabbi Yehuda already learns from Kacha that the Kriyas Chalitza has to be Lashon HaKodesh. What does Rabbi Yehuda learn from the Ansa Amra? Rabbi Yehuda learns from Nekzei Rishava that the Brachs of Close of of Levim from Chalitza that just like Chalitza's Blushon Kodesh, so to the Brachs of Klalos half of Blushon Kodesh. I mean, Rabbi Yudha says it's not Chalitza that we learn from there. You're right. There's a Gzeir Shavu. There's a bridge built between Chalitza and uh, and and Levim and the the, the Brachs and Klalos, but not because I 
already know Brachos are close to Kodesh, that little Chalitza is Blushon Kodesh, it's the opposite. My Chalitza says Kacha, and I therefore learned two of the Brachos of Kodesh. But Velelev called me Moshe. But didn't the Rabbanon say, we already know the books are closed from the Shonah Kodesh because it says Kol, and uh, from Moshe Rabbeinu, from the, from the, from the Esther's Dibros. Why does Rabbi Yudah think that that's not a good enough source? So Aniya, Aniya, Gomer, Kol, Kol, Lo, Gomer. He simply didn't have such a Gzair Shava. And a person cannot be done a Gzair Shava Me'atzvo. He has to be only done a Gzair Shava Me'rabo. So he had a Gzair Shava of Aniya, Amira from Aniya Amira. He did not have a Gzair Shava of Kol, Kol. And therefore, he could not derive that, uh, that the Brachs and Kolos were B'lashon HaKodesh from Moshe Rabbeinu. We can only derive it from, uh, from Aniyah Amira from Chalitza. Tanya Namiachi, so the Gemara brings a Raya from a Brisa that Rabbi Yudah learns that the Brachs and Kolos were B'lashon HaKodesh from this Gezei Roshava. Because Rabbi Yudah Omer, Kol Mokam Shnemar, Kol Kacha, Aniyah Amira so whenever it says kol kacha or aniyav amira, it teaches me l'shon hakodesh kol kol sevarchu by birchus kolhanim kacha dechalitza that it's got to be l'shon hakodesh aniyav amira deleviim and we derive that the levim by the levim by harbiz marivel that brachas close from l'shon hakodesh from aniyav amira. Good. So you see that that's where Rabbi Yehuda derives it from. Now we had uh, described the brachas and klalos that the levim said in harbiz marivel. And the Mishnah went on to uh, to tell us that when the Psukim identified the location of our Grizim and our Evel, it really means Shechem. So the Gemara brings a Brisa, we're going to have a Machlokas Tanoim, how to interpret the data that's given to us by the Chumish about the location of our Grizim and our Evel. So Brachsu calls Ketzad, Kivin Shavu Yisrael Ziyadin. So the Mishnah said that we went over the Yadin, we came to our Grizim and our Evel, which is the Shomron next to Shechem, Eitzelene More, and how do I know that? Because it says that they were hello hema bevar yarden, and it says vayavar avram beeretz ad mekom shchem ad elon emora. So ma elon mora that it says by shchem. So over here also must be that it's by shchem. So Tanur Rabban the Brisa tells us when the Torah says about the makom varbiz marevol hello hema beevar yarden meevar yarden veelach divrabiuda. It means on the western side of the yarden, very far from the yarden, way west of the yarden, because Moshe was on the eastern side of the yarden, and he says meevar the Yardin, he means on the west side of the Yardin, way, way far away. That's how Rabbi Yudah understands. And how do you uh, interpret uh, the phrase in the Chumash of the, the mountains were very far from the Makam Shemesh, meaning Makam Shechama Zorachas. It's where the sun rises. The mountains were on the western side, very, very far from the east of the, the Yardin, where the, where the sun shines, where the sun rises. Be'eretz HaKanani Yoshev Ba'arava, Elu Hargrizim Ha'revel, and uh, it's in the Ari Shomrona that in Eretz HaKanani, Shiyoshem Kutiyim, where the Kutiyim live nowadays, after Sancheirev was Mevalbel Kalumos, and he was and he sent the Aseris uh, HaShvatim into Galus, he brought Kutiyim to live in the Makom where the Aseris HaShvatim previously were. And then another simon, it says, Mula Gilgal, HaGilgal, Samuch Lagil, it means right near. Mul means like right across from, right in the vicinity <coughs> of Gilgal. That's a reference to the city of Shechem. Because the Lalanu Amr by Avram Avinu says, Vayavar Avram Be'eretz Ad Mekom Shechem Ad Elon Moreh. So Ma Elon Moreh Ha'amr La'alon Shechem, just like by Avram Avinu meant Shechem. Safkan Shechem, also Elonei Moreh. Then it says over here, by the Brooks of Klolos, is a reference to Shechem. 
So once we're told that it's a reference to Shechem, the Brisa tells us uh, what Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yossi uh, uh, had to say in his uh, argument with the Kutim, who don't believe in Torah Shabal Peh. Tanya, Amir Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yossi, B'davar Zeh, on this, because of this Pasuk, that it doesn't say where Elonei Moret is, Ziyafti Sifrei Kutim, I proved to the Kutim that their whole Mahalich is, is incorrect, their whole Mahalich in interpreting only the Torah Shabal and not at all relying on any Torah Shabal Peh. I said to them, you are a if you don't Torah by adding words to it. You accomplish nothing by ignoring the Torah Shabbat. You say, and you say that it's Shem. We agree that it's Shem, but it doesn't say it in the words. You, you, you must have some Torah Shabbat for that. So, we use the methodologies of deriving Torah Shabbat. You uh, reject Torah Shabbat. What's your basis for saying it? I Meaning, he's showing them that by definition, you have to have some form of Torah Shabbat. And if you're not going to have some form of Torah Shabbat, so you're making it up as you go along instead of accepting our Masorah that we have that was given at Har Sinai. So Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says, now going back to the topic of where exactly our Grizim Evil is, uh, the so Rabbi Lazar disagrees with Rabbi Yudah. And he says, nowhere near where Rabbi Yudah says it is. Halohema be'ever yardain, samuch liyardain. Not at a great distance from the Yardin, right near the western uh, edge of the Yardin. Because if it meant really far away from the Yardin, like Rabbi Yudha says, the Pasuk says, as soon as you cross the Yardin, right away, put up these stones, put up these, uh, and, and write out the Torah. So it sounds like on that day that they passed the Yardin, they set up these stones on Harevel. But if you can say that they had to travel all the way to the Shomron, they never would have gotten there in, the, in time to say the Bronx are closed from the Yardin to the Shomron is 60 mil. So Rabbi Yudha would say, yeah, well, it's an amazing nace that they traveled 60 mil, they did the whole thing, and then they came all the way back uh, afterwards to Gilgal to go to sleep that night. So the whole thing was a miracle. But Rabbi Yudha says, no, no miracle, you got the wrong location. Then when the puzzle says, it means the place of sunset, not sunrise. means not where the Kutim live, it means the Eretz Chivi. Sometimes the Torah calls any of the Shiva Amimim Kenani. Hayoshev Barava, those who dwell in the Arava, but uh, they, they live uh, between the Harm and the Gvaos. The, uh, the Yardin River uh, is uh, surrounded by Harm and Gvaos and not, uh, not, not plains. So if you can say, like my Shita, that Hagrizim and Areval are close to the Yardin, why does it uh, call it an Arava? And another Kasha on my own Shita, says Rabbi Lazar, Mullah Gilgal, Valolo Roas a Gilgal. Mullah Gilgal sounds like it's right near Gilgal, but you don't really see Gilgal from Hargrizim and Harevel. They they're not uh, they're not in such close proximity to each other. So Rabbi Lazar says, I have an opinion. I just have a couple of kashas in my opinion. So then the Gemara says, Rabbi Lazar Yaakov Omer. Rabbi Lazar Yaakov addresses those kashas on Rabbi Lazar's opinion. So we had Rabbi Yehuda's opinion that it was way far from the Arden. Rabbi Lazar was right on the other side of the Arden. Rabbi Lazar says, I just run into some trouble with some of the phrases in Chumash. So Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says, I'll, I'll touch up those phrases in Chumash for you. That Hargrizim Evil is right near the Arden, like Rabbi Eliezer says. When it says Hayoshev Ba'arava, it was just trying to, the, the, the Torah was just trying to direct Klal Yisrael the same way Hashem directed Klal Yisrael when we left Mitzrayim using the Amud Anan. But Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't going to be there anymore when we went 
entered into Eretz Yisrael. It was in the Zechus of Moshe that we had the Anan that led the way for us and, to, and, 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 and also straightened out the path for us. So once we cross over the Yardin, we're not going to have that benefit anymore. So the Torah has to give Simanim to identify for us where we're supposed to travel when we get into Eretz Yisrael. So that's why it says Derech, meaning when you go into Eretz Yisrael, Baderech Luchu, you should go on a trodden path. Don't go through fields and vineyards. That's not going to get you where you need to go. Hayoshev When you travel in Eretz Yisrael, go in a yishuv in, uh, in, in populated towns. Do not travel in Midbaros. Travel on flat areas. Don't go into mountains and, uh, and valleys that are near the Yadin. Go, to, 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 uh, to, uh, uh, go to, to the land on the western side, far from the Yardin, and you'll be able to go and you'll conquer the land that way. The Marsha asked that Blazim Yaakov didn't answer the Kasha of Mulha Gilgal and that they're not able to see the Gilgal. So the Marsha says that that must also be there to show them the path that they should travel uh, near Gilgal and not a simon of the Makam of Har Grizim and Har Evil. So that's the basic Machlokas. Tomorrow we'll pick up with the discussion of how exactly we crossed the Yardin, what the details were of the crossing of the Yardin. Everyone have a wonderful day.